Welcome to the PR in Your Life podcast, episode number 11. This podcast is designed to help age 40 and over athletes live their best life. On this episode, we are going to talk to Dr. Lisa DeLong, the first person I knew who completed an Ironman triathlon. She inspired me and so many others with her story, and I'm excited to have her share it again with all of us today. We've got a lot to share, so let's go. Hi, I'm Dr. Libby. And I'm Coach Alex. Welcome to PR in Life podcast, where it's all about thriving, not just surviving as an over 40 athlete. I've been a family practitioner for almost 20 years, and I have been dissatisfied with what medicine has to offer athletes. Now, as a functional medicine doctor, I've teamed up with Alex, a functional health coach, to talk about how to get to the root cause of symptoms. And together, we'll teach you how to make 40 and beyond the best years of your life. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Lisa. Hi. Hi. Thanks so much for coming and and joining us. Because Uh when we very first started this podcast, we kind of brainstormed about who we wanted to have on. And your name like came right to my mind right from the get go because um, you're just so so inspiring oh your thank story. you and um i can't wait yeah to... you were the domino effect that got <laughs> i wonder if we were like able to track it to find mm-hmm. out how many people started in triathlon because of you mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah it, it really is really yeah. and, and, you know we don't even probably know we have no, no. idea yeah <laughs> how much of a domino effect it really really mm-hmm. is because i remember the first time I heard of an Ironman, I was in Florida, and I think Andy had been dabbling in triathlon a little bit, and we saw somebody with an Ironman tattoo, and he he said, oh, that guy did an Ironman. He's like, how cool is that? And I'm like, what's that? And he told me what it was, and I was like, that is crazy. Right? Who could ever do that? Yeah. And then when I knew that you did it, when I heard that you were doing it and did it, I was like, oh, my God. Goodness! I mean, I just never even imagined I could know someone who could yeah. do something like that. Exactly. And um, it's just one of those things that it just seems so impossible, but you know, but it, but it isn't. But it if, isn't. If you put your mind to it, it absolutely, right. yeah. absolutely isn't. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. I mean, I, I remember I first, I first met you. I was thinking about how I, I first met you. I moved to town from Dayton. I was in college. I moved to Springfield and I think it was in 2003. I was finishing up residency. And I moved to town and I was finishing up residency, so I was thinking about starting a family. And as I moved to Springfield, I asked like who should be my doctor? And everyone I asked said, "Dr. Lisa DeLong, that's who you need to call." You know, and I, I called your office and of course you weren't taking any new patients and um but I, that's how I heard your name to begin with. And then um I remember knowing you um, as a as a triathlete and as a as an athlete, and I remember I had started dabbling in triathlon too, just real mini. Um, after my second child was born in two thousand and nine, I started doing some running and stuff. And I remember thinking I need to like work up my endurance a little bit before I can train with Lisa. <laughs> 
Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I do. I remember this. And I remember like on my own riding my bike and doing some things. And then I remember getting to the point and reaching out to you and Carrie Dunaway saying, okay, like, I think I can do this now. You're like, when do you guys ride? And, and meeting up with you yeah. guys after I felt like, like I wasn't going to hold you back too, too much. Oh my so goodness. So that's how I, how I met you. What about you, Alex? When did you meet um, Lisa? Did I really start seeing Lisa a lot. It's funny because it was the same thing with you down at the fitness cellar, mm-hmm. right? Um, you were training with Chris and I just remember you coming in after you'd done your first half Ironman and you had the poster and everything. And I was just like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, and you were talking about the swim and how rough it was and just your experience. And I was like, I could never do that. And I was just you know, totally enamored with everything that you had done. So that was, I think you said 2008. Right. Was that, that was one? my first half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who would have known a few years later, you were, we were leading, leading us, us all through. I know. <laughs> Absolutely. So with that introduction, um, I want you to just tell us how you got started. I mean, how did, um, you know, just tell it's, us your story, yeah, Lisa. It's, it's a little bit of a crazy story. So yeah. So, as you said, I'm, I'm an OBGYN here in mm-hmm. Springfield, and I've been, it's not been 25 years wow. that I've been here in town. So, Gosh, you must have started when you're 15. Right, exactly. Yes, yes, exactly. So right. Young. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, I'm in my 40s, mm-hmm. um, a mom of three kids, mm-hmm. and um, I find myself going through a divorce. And at that point in my life, you know, I'd always been active Mm -hmm. and um, I was a dancer when I was young. Um, In fact, I started college as a dance major. Okay. So I I was always active, but never an athlete. I Mm -hmm. never did anything in in high school or college um, that I would consider an athlete or a sport. So um, I find myself going through this horrific thing in my life. And it was a long, drawn out couple years. And when the divorce was final, I find myself, you know, 10 or 15 pounds overweight, Mm -hmm. emotionally stressed, Mm -hmm. um, down, depressed, and just not, you know, just not, I'm just lacking Mm -hmm. in everything. Mm -hmm. Wasn't feeling good about myself, Mm -hmm. um, didn't know where I was going to head, what I was going to do. And I've got three young kids. Mm -hmm. They were two, five, and eight. Wow. Wow. So yeah. they were that little. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So at that point, um, I was taking a couple dance classes um, in the same building um, at the fitness center. Okay. It was when it was over in the Bushnell Upstairs, building. Yeah. yeah. So I happened to walk by one day and I, I ran into Chris down okay. there and I said, you know, I'm looking, I'd like to start doing some some one-on-one workout sessions. I thought I need to do something. Mm-hmm. And so I started working out with him. And about three months later, um, I started doing that and it helped. I was starting to, you know, get a little bit of emotional rut. Mm-hmm. Three months later, I um, went to my high school reunion. Mm. And I ran into a friend of mine from high school um, and he was training for his first Ironman. Okay, he's really the one that started it. He was the one, yes. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. and I wonder who the domino was that led him. him We could go down that rabbit hole too. So, um, so he was telling me, "I had never heard of Iron Man. I I mean, literally, never even heard of it. Mm -hmm. Knew nothing about the M dot. Knew nothing about Iron Man." And so he's telling me about this race that he's training for, and I I said the same thing to him. You are crazy. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. Who does does that? I mean, who who runs that long? 
who bikes that long? I mean, that's just, and let alone gets in water and swims for that's my 2. question. miles. Wants I mean, to swim. Yeah. that's right. ridiculous. And he's so, like, not only doing it, he's like excited about he it. Exactly. It. Yeah. He loves it. He really yeah. loves it. Yeah. yeah. So I said, you are crazy. I said, I can't even run. Mm-hmm. Well, it, the look on his face when I said I couldn't run was like just incredulous. So he's like, what, what do you mean you can't run? Yeah. yeah. Anybody can run. One foot in front of the other. Yeah. <laughs> I said, no, literally, I can't run. I've tried many times in my life, you know, mm-hmm. to just go out and run for exercise mm-hmm. because I thought everybody that looks like out there out yeah. running looks like they're having fun. Yeah. You know, they think it looks like so, <laughs> you know, it looks like such a good thing to do. And, and you smiles know, really grimacely really. said, really. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't do it. You know, I've tried. I go out and think, you know, I'm going to run for exercise and I go run and I get around the block and I'm huffing and puffing and I can't do it. And I try again the next day and I still can't do it and I give up Mm -hmm. and I I can't do it. I can't run. And so he proceeds to tell me how to start running Mm -hmm. and, you know, how to start and how to start slowly so that I can do it and I can have some success in it Um, and also tells me to set a goal. Mm-hmm. It says schedule a 5K a couple months down the road so you have something to work towards mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and makes it easy enough that I can actually accomplish something mm-hmm. instead of going out and running for 20 minutes, which is really if you're running two miles, mm-hmm. which is too much, which I think is what I was exactly. doing before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going out thinking I could run for 20 minutes, mm-hmm. which if you've never run before is too much. Right. Absolutely. So I, I did what he said. I went home after the the um, reunion, started running, and two months later, I ran my first 5K. Yeah. I was hooked. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was, it was a, just a perfect storm because it was a perfect time in my life. Yes. I needed something. I needed the accomplishment. Mm-hmm. I needed... Um, something that I could do for me, mm-hmm. and I needed that emotional outlet. Yes. Yeah. And so I was able to put my headphones on. I was able to hit the road. I was able to start running, and I had this perfect outlet for me. Yeah. And, it, mm-hmm. and so I think it was just a perfect time for me. Such a good stress burn and then just such a good confidence booster. Like, yeah, I right. did it, right? Right. Yeah. So I did my first 5K, and then I think, well, heck, I might as well start riding my bike. Yeah. Right? I mean, <laughs> I mean so we're talking during this time, too. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, you know, talking to him about my successes and what I'm able to do and how I can do this. So I was like, okay, I got a mountain bike in my garage. I'll go ride my bike. So I start hitting the trails and start riding my bike. And Mm -hmm. I called up Carrie Dunway and we started riding our bikes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, this bike isn't very good. I'm going to go. So I go buy my first road bike Mm -hmm. and I start riding. Yeah. Then I'm like, well, I can't do triathlon because I can't swim. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how to swim. And he's like, you told me you couldn't run either. <laughs> or and here you bike. are running. Yeah. So, uh, you you know, quit saying you yeah. can't. Right. And I so I still had that mentality of I can't. Mm-hmm. And so he said, go sign up for a master swim class. They'll teach you how to swim. Mm-hmm. You can swim. So this was still, that was July that I started running. And this was still like November. Okay. So it was still the same year. Okay. 
And um, so I started, I called Carrie because she was a swimmer. And I said, okay, will you do this with me? Because, Yeah, she's a very good swimmer. And I jumped in the pool the first time and they're talking all this swim lingo that I have no idea what is. And they're like, okay, do an easy couple hundred and warm up. And I'm like... I, I swim down to the other end and I grab the end of the thing and I'm huffing and puffing and I'm like, I can't, oh my gosh, how am I supposed to do this? Well, a couple months later, um, Dan already had signed up for Boise, Idaho half and that was in June of 2008. So it would have been okay. one year from the time I started running. Okay. Um, not even a year, 11 months from the time I started running. And he was already signed up and I was just going to go watch and see what this was all about. So um, early that winter, maybe February of um, 2008, um, I had a really good swim workout. I, for me, it was a really good swim workout. Like I was able to like swim 500 yards and not be out of breath. And I could yeah. actually swim and stay above the water. And so I got out of the water and I was like, well, I can do this. Yeah. So my mentality actually completely changed. I went from, I can't, I can't run, I can't swim to, well, heck, I can do this. Right. Well, <laughs> and what so, a great shift well, right. that is. You know, right? I can do this. You Why throw not? in, you have a wetsuit on, all those great things. Well, I didn't even help. know yeah. anybody about any of that stuff at this point. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know even know how this works. Yeah. I don't know anything about transition. I don't know anything about this race. So I called him up and I said, you know what? I had a really good swim workout. What do you, I, do you think I could do this race? I think I could do this race instead of just coming to watch you. Can I sign up? And Dan has to be like, who's this person I'm talking to? <laughs> yeah, <Right>. exactly. <laughs> I mean, he still talks about that day. He says, I just, I can't believe you. I had a good swim workout, so I'm going to do a half Ironman. <laughs> yeah. Because at that point, I had never swam that long. I had mm-hmm. never biked that long. The day I did the race, I had never swam that long. I had never biked that long. And I had done one half marathon. Okay. Yeah. And I showed up for that race to do it. So the day I did that half Ironman race, um, literally we rode the bike course and I said, how do I shift my bike to get up these hills? Oh boy. Because Uh I'm used to riding in Ohio Mm -hmm. and I did not know how to ride my bike up hills. And these hills were crazy steep. Yeah. There was one one hill I got off my bike and walked it up the steepest part. Um, But it was, it was crazy. And I, so I asked him, I said, how do I do this? So he walked me through it, how I should, yeah. you know, ride my bike up. The water was crazy cold. It was like 52 degrees. Oh, my gosh. And so we wore, we went out and bought booties the day before. We test swam it to make sure that, you know, I could, knew what it felt like to put your face, face in that in cold it. water. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as we, my wave jumped in, about three or four women raised their hands and said, get me out of here. It was too cold. They just couldn't even do it. That would have been me. Um, yeah. It was rocking and rolling and and waving. And, and there were like several times across the back half that I I was debating. Like, I just don't know. I was scared and I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it. And I thought, I, I need to get out. And I thought, no, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to mm-hmm. get through this. It took me about 10 minutes in transition just to cool my fingers down enough that I could get on my bike. To shift, yeah. yeah. But I did it, and I I walked and ran the half because I was exhausted and beat, but I came across the finish line with a smile, and I was like, okay, 
When's yeah. the next one? Oh, my when's, gosh. when's the fall? Because I was I was just hooked. Yeah. I was ready to go. It was nothing um, can stop no, me, right? Anything. Yeah. I you can know, do like it. I can yeah. do it. Right. Yeah. If I can do this, why can't I do the next exactly. step? Right. Exactly. So when was it that you spoke at seasons that you gave the speech? The I think that speech. was after my full yeah. Iron okay, Man. So, so after the full. Mm-hmm, yeah. That mm-hmm. was the following year. So okay. then I finished that half and I think Dan really thought I would come across and say, okay, I'm done. I've had enough. Yeah. This mm-hmm. this race. Because he still says that was one of the hardest swims we've ever done. And right. he's done Alcatraz. And and he thought we, I would come across and just say, okay, I'm done. I'm never doing this again. Right. And I came across and I was like, okay, let's, let's do. What's I'm next? ready to do a full. Okay. Oh. Now, speaking of Alcatraz, you've done Alcatraz. Yes. Which, which of the swims would you, would you say was harder, Boise or that one? I think the swim at Boise was harder was a harder swim but Alcatraz scared me just the course itself mm-hmm. and everything yeah. I was I was and, mm-hmm. yeah I actually got to the point in Alcatraz where I was actually afraid and mm-hmm. so I will never get back in Alcatraz mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I won't do Been that. There. That was the one that I never wanted to follow along with you guys. I was like, I don't think I'll tap out on that one. Yeah. I'll just yeah. watch from afar. So yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it just was a little out of my element. <sighs> yeah. But you did it. But yeah. I did. I, yes. I checked that loan off my list. Yes, you have. Yeah, so. I mean, I think to complete that seventy point three, it's like okay, yeah. What what else can I do? But to do it under such harsh conditions too, mm-hmm. right. you know. I mean, because that would stop a lot of people, you right. know. And I mean, it did stop a lot of people. I mean, you have the hands in yeah. the air, right from the just mm-hmm. jumping in the water. Right. But you had that new mindset of like, bring it, I can right. do it, right? Mm-hmm. I did, and I did. <laughs> well, and and I think what so many people don't understand is that when you do that, you learn a suffering capability. Yes, and that mindset is so much more important. I almost think than the training is because mm-hmm. once you learn that you can suffer like that and you just put your head down, that's really what that race is all about. It really is. There's mm-hmm. so much, and and I think I even you even learn more of that when you go through the full. Yes. Is that what are mm-hmm. you capable of? Yeah, mm-hmm. you just don't even realize it. And I think when I did my full the year after that, you know, there was a point in the run, the full at Florida that year that I did it you know halfway through the run my knees were hurting my body was hurting and if I walked it was so painful so I just kept mm-hmm. running and so my second half of my run was actually faster than my first half wow. <laughs> because I quit walking I yeah. even the aid stations I didn't walk like I just scared water mm-hmm. so I just because I knew that if I stopped and walked I wouldn't run again and I didn't want to yeah. do that I just was so I just kept running and you look back at it and you think, how did I even do that? Mm-hmm. But it's you're you are capable of so much more mm-hmm. than yes. you allow yourself to do. And it's because your mind tells you yeah. to stop. Mm-hmm. It's it's learning how to override that right. and keep yourself going. And and we're so we're we are. We're capable of doing so much more than we allow ourselves mm-hmm. to do. Our mind's always looking for the kind of easy out, right? It is. You know, it's yeah. always like telling you to like, who do you think you are? You can't do this. You like, can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you have to just quiet that like part of your brain and be like, you know what? Yes, I can. I'm going to do it. And here's right. how, you know, <clears throat> yeah. um, right. because it keeps kind of coming to the evidence of why you can't, I think. And, and right. it's hard. It, and when you're feeling terrible, it's easy to listen to it. It you is. Know? It, it really is. is. I remember my first one, my nutrition fell apart. 
at the very beginning of the race. It was a lesson learned. And so that was one of the longest days of my entire life. But I'm so glad that that happened because I learned so much about myself that mm -hmm. day. I learned what my body was capable of handling in what my mind was capable of handling. And so I'm actually really grateful that I had such a horrible first experience right. because after that I was like, Psh, I can do anything. I can do anything. This is fine. <laughs> I don't right. think you can do an Ironman without learning so much about yourself in the process. Yeah. Right. Would you say you learn so much about your process and yourself in the process every single time you've done a race like that? You do. Mm -hmm. You learn something new every time. Yeah. Because they're all different. Yeah. They're all different. Yeah. Um, and you're in a different place every time you do them. Yeah. There's nothing like your first one. Yeah. No. There's yeah. nothing like that first one. And then, you know, once you've accomplished it, then each one has a little bit different yeah. um, different meaning to it. Mm -hmm. And you're in a different place in life yeah. each time you do one. Okay, so back up that list. So we d you did your half yeah. Iron Man. So, that, right. so then tell us, okay, so then you're like, okay, I, can, I, I did this. It was a terrible race. Dan's thinking like, Okay, we did her in here because this was awful. I wish I would have encouraged her not to do this because now she's <laughs> never going to be up for anything again. Right. But you cross the finish line and you're like, yeah, what's next, right? Right. Okay, so take us back to that spot. What happens from there? So I was ready. I was like, okay, I, I want to do a full. What's, what, <laughs> where do we go from here? How mm -hmm. do we sign up? And mm -hmm. so that was in June. And so <clears throat> we decided on Florida because mm -hmm. I can't train – hills in ohio yeah. and we knew florida would be flat so you have to sign up a year ahead of time so in december or no was no, november. november so november of that year we got on to sign up for florida okay. for the following year so yes. that would give me a year and a half to train then so um we worked on that and he says you're, you're going to need to do a marathon a standalone marathon ahead of time mm -hmm. so signed up for um, Arizona in okay. January. Okay. That was my first marathon. Okay. So Arizona in 2009 in okay. January would have been my first marathon then. Okay. So worked on mileage, run mileage, and did my first marathon that January. And that's a beautiful course. Oh, it the was. The P.F. Chang is yes. gorgeous. Yes. It is. Yeah. And flat. So I remember, funny story, that winter I did my, first, my longest run and – it's Ohio, so I go out for a 20, 21, 22 mile yeah. run, and my water bottles freeze. Yeah, oh, halfway yes. through my run, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. and of course I'm talking to Dan, and he's in California, and it's oh, you know yeah. it's he doesn't he, understand understanding that problem. Of, yeah. no, yeah. but it was wonderful because I'm here running in layers and layers with frozen water bottles. Yeah. And then I go to run my first marathon, and I'm in shorts and a tank top. Yeah. And it was so freeing. I felt so light. So it was it was such a glorious yeah. marathon to run. You know, you still hit the tw you know the wall it's at 21. Right. Yeah. It's still a marathon, but yeah. I still think those marathons are harder to run than the marathon at the end of the Ironman race. Yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah. Everyone always says, "How do you run a marathon at the end?" I'm like, "It's different. It's, it is. It's, just, know, it's different." For me, I think it's the mindset. Like it to is. do a marathon, I'm like, "Oh my goodness, I've got 26.2 miles." To do an Ironman, it's like I only have 26.2 miles left. Exactly, and I'm not racing it unless <laughs> yeah, you're, exactly. you know, you're going for a kind of qualified. You're yeah. not really racing that marathon. Right. So. Yeah. I think you've already you've already bypassed you've already reached that mental point of 
I'm I'm already doing this. I'm already past that mm-hmm. mental yeah. fatigue point where you've already got yourself there. I'm doing this. I've yeah. I've reached my my end point. I'm already past that. You've already convinced yourself. Yeah. I can do more than I I think I can. Well, and I think it's it's that mindset too of, you know, for me, I'm out of the water. Thank goodness I'm out of water. Now I can get on my bike. And then you're really ready to get off your bike. And you're like, I'm so glad to get off my bike. Now I can, I can get on the run. And mm-hmm. so you're just really excited about moving on to the next mm-hmm. one. Right. And so it's that's a nice thing about triathlon. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so you do the P.F. Chang's Marathon. That's January. And Iron Man is in November. November. So you still have some time. Right. And you're just training away just right. every week or every day doing a right. little bit. Well, right? it took a complete change in my life because I still have three kids, mm-hmm. single mom, yeah. three kids, busy OBGYN practice. Yeah. Yeah. So I never, although my first one was, I was scared to death that I wasn't going to be able to finish it. So I was probably the best trained for my first one. Mm-hmm. I did everything I could. Yeah. yeah. The fear of not being able to finish is plan. definitely. So, I mean, I ate right. Mm-hmm. My weight dropped. I mean, I was probably in the best shape of my life for that first one. Mm -hmm. I wish I could get back there. (laughs) (laughs) But I was doing things like I would drop my son off at football practice and take my bike and everything in the car, and I would go get my bike ride in while he was at football practice. I would have all my gear in my car at all times so that when I had a break – at any time, could do I could do something mm-hmm. because I never knew when I would have that opportunity to get a to get a workout in. Mm-hmm. Um, I would um, try and fit my swims in whenever I could. They were some of the hardest things to get in because yeah, the master swim swims were in the morning it. or you know at times when I couldn't always manage it. But yeah, I I had everything in my car at every time. All the time mm-hmm. because I just never knew. Yeah, the long bike rides were extremely hard to fit in because I, you know, and they were always yeah. interrupted. So we'd go out for a six-hour bike ride, and I'd have a phone call, ten phone calls in the I middle of it. I remember riding with you that you would have to stay within a certain radius of Springfield because you'd be on call and you couldn't go too far out. So we would do laps and laps. And, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm getting mm-hmm. phone calls from the hospital or phone calls from the kids or yeah. Right. So it was it was tricky, but I managed. Yeah, I completely gave up TV. I I could have mm-hmm. done without TV in my house because I just didn't have time. That was one of the things that had to go. Right. Um, so got to bed early and changed my diet yeah. and did all the things that I could do to be able to manage to make it work. Which is amazing because I, I look at all the people I know who just can't fit it in. Right. Right. And you're one of the busiest people I know. I mean, um, you know, I'm a doctor and I have a had had a busy practice too, and I had two small kids. But a family practice versus an OBGYN, the call commitments a lot less. Mm-hmm. The emergencies are a lot less. Two kids with a Young husband kids. at home yeah. is. I mean, it was a lot, but it right. was not as much as you had on your plate and to have you know, three young kids single mom busy OBGYN practice mm-hmm. and still fit it in i mean that is amazing and there's so many people who are like i can't do it i don't have the time we create time for the things that are important to us right well it's interesting i was just reading yesterday about about goals and people that say i can't do this mm-hmm. and they're talking about keeping a daily track they're like mm-hmm. every 30 minutes write down what you're doing mm-hmm. during that five minutes and go back and reflect on it and be mm-hmm. like is this something that i have to do 
or is it an optional thing? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting when you look at those optional things on, okay, so for that 45 minutes, can I go run? Right. Yeah. And yeah, you're yeah. taking your kids like, you know, we tend to think of like, okay, my kid has football practice right now. So that's, you know, an hour that is just wasted. Yeah. Know what? Well, they're at football practice. I can run. I can throw take on my your trainer. shoes. I can, and, and you know, ride I did. My trainer. I would. I did. Yes, I have I a pe- those pictures of me at I football practice that. on and, my trainer. <laughs> and so, yeah, you'd be sitting there, and you had your bike and your trainer during football practice. Right. And so, other it people is. are looking at you like you're nuts. Right. Well, <laughs> but you know what? It was the only. It, you had a goal. You had a. Vision, you made it happen. And the only way to make it happen is to do that on the fly. And right. people might think you're nuts, but that's, but that's okay. All right. That's <laughs> they all right. can think you're, you're nuts, living your right? life. They're exactly. living theirs. Yes. Exactly. You yeah. have to do what you what you need to to make it happen. Yeah. yeah. So you're squeezing this training in. Um, you know. Every week you're doing multiple workouts trying to get to the right. through the plan. And even even that was not what it necessarily should have been, but it worked for me. Mm-hmm. I made it work. Mm-hmm. I did the the workouts I could do to make it make it happen. You yeah. Know? But there were nights I'd be up all night so I couldn't get workout in the next sure. day because I was yeah. exhausted. So I just did what I could when I could and it was enough to allow me to finish yeah. and and yeah. make it happen. Yeah. So so you trained that whole year, then take us to race day. You go to Florida. Right. Yeah. So it was um, it was amazing. What a day. Um, it's, you know, the nerves, the excitement. It's, you know, the. Yes. It's just it's just an unreal experience that first that first year. So, um, yeah, you make it through the swim. It, it, doing that second loop is always, you just think this swim is never going to end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you get the first loop done and you think, oh gosh, I got to do a whole nother one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, like you do, you get done with the swim and you're like, oh God, thank God I can get on my bike. And mm-hmm. then you get on the bike and yeah, it's, it seems like it's just miles and miles and miles. And I remember getting finally to 100 and you have those last 12 and you think, how am I going to make it through these last yeah. 12 miles? So um, I was, I dedicated each mile to, each two miles, I think it was, to like one of my kids. And I thought about them for yeah. a mile. And, you know, you just come up with little tricks to get yeah. you through. Yes. You know, you, you got to think about something else other than the miles that are passing. Yeah. And, you know, so I'd spend a couple miles thinking about all the different people that I was thankful for in my life. And, mm. And then you're finally, yeah, you just want to throw the bike when you get off of it. Yes, you say. do. I never <laughs> want to see this bike again. Yeah. So, and then the run was probably the the highlight for me because it was, you know, it gets dark by, you know, because yeah. I was taking so long, but it gets dark and I just knew I had so many people here in Springfield watching me, yeah. cheering me on mm-hmm. and it was such a motivation for me because it was like, I can't stop because I know they're all at home cheering me on yeah. and I have to finish this. There's no way I cannot finish this race because they're all there watching yeah. and waiting for me and tracking me. Mm-hmm. And I know they know what's yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. So it it was such a motivation to keep me keep me running. Yeah. And it just lifted me up. And that's why I said I just kept running. And so I was passing. And then I was just, at that point in the night, there's so many people walking. Yes. And so because I never stopped running, 
that last half, that last 13 miles, I was passing people like crazy. And they're all like, wow, keep up that pace, girl. Yeah. Keep And so I'm getting motivation in my head yeah. mm-hmm. from, from the all other the people. people at home. And then all these people are hollering at me as I'm passing that yeah. are walking. But really, they what they didn't know was that everything hurt so bad that I couldn't walk. <laughs> Worst <laughs> that I. But it was, it, it just kind of spurred me on. So... Mm-hmm. Um, And what a feeling to come across that finish line. Yeah, talk about that. Talk about crossing the finish line, what that felt like. Oh, my gosh. If I could sound like Mike Riley right now. You you are. are. (laughs) man. It's, yeah, I'm getting goose. I got chills just just, just thinking about that. You do. It's just, it's, I don't think you can explain it and not, to not be there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's even just being there to watch. Yeah. And I think, you know, I had been there in that environment a, a couple to see Dan do a couple. Mm-hmm. And when you hear that and you're yeah. wrapped up in that environment, it's so contagious. It is. It's so hard not to want to go do one mm-hmm. and not to be a part of that when you see these people of all shapes and sizes yes. and all walks mm-hmm. of life mm-hmm. and all ages that are accomplishing something that's so amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, to think that somebody can swim 2.4 miles, bike 112, and run a full mar- marathon all in one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And these people are not all, I mean, you have a, you know, a huge share of people that are just fit athletes and yeah. you're like oh yeah those those people can make those it are, yeah they're, yeah. they're good but, but there's a majority of people that are not yeah i mean they're overweight mm-hmm. they're you know 70 years old they're 15 years old you know or not 15 because they can't do up that young but mm-hmm. uh, but they're young, young mm-hmm. or they're mm-hmm. old or they're overweight mm-hmm. or they've just lost 100 pounds so that they could do this race yeah. or it, it's it's unbelievable and they are able to accomplish this massive undertaking mm-hmm. because they chose to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they chose to put the work mm-hmm. in yeah. and accomplish this goal because it meant so much to them yeah. that they put the work in, they made the decision to sign up for a race, mm-hmm. they put the work in, and they made it happen. Mm-hmm. And not because they had some unbelievable athletic ability yeah. to do it. Right. Not because they were gifted athlete, but because they chose to do something that they wanted to do and they made it happen. Yeah. And that's all that it was. Yeah. It, and it is. It's so it's, unbelievable because the Ironman community is unbelievable. Like you said, when you're at a race and you're even a spectator and you're on the sidelines and you're hearing them talk about the stories of the people that are coming across the finish line, you're just blown away. And it's so motivating. Like you said, you're, you're watching all these people. You're like, I could do that. Right. Yeah. I could do that. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's right. It helps you shift from that. There's no way I could do it. There's no way because I don't look like that. So there's no way I could do this. And then you're like, wait a minute. I could do that exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Older than my mom. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> how old? Yeah. How old were you, Lisa, that year that you did the first one? Do you remember? Exactly? I would have been. So it was two thousand nine. So I would have been forty-five. Okay. Yeah. Getting started, people, yes. at forty-five. Yeah. Never. And your first five k would have been just a year or so 
before, before that. that. Right. So yeah. 44, first I was 5K. in my 40s when yeah, I started early, running. I mean, yeah, early 40s and mm. um, not an athlete before. No. And you decided one day, I am going to change my life. Right. Yeah. I am not going to sit back and be a victim to these circumstances that Divorce have been thrust upon me. And, yes. yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it. And, right. um, and what an amazing, amazing accomplishment that is. And, you know, yeah, you inspired so many others. I remember, I remember tracking you. And then I remember yeah. the following year, Carrie doing it too. And I'm thinking, could I do that? And you that's know? when we all signed up. Oh, gosh. And then I had to sign up again. Yes. To I do know. it with you. <laughs> I know. And I ran my last six miles of my Ironman with you. Yes. So I remember for my first Ironman, you know, I, everybody told me one foot in front of the other, like, it's not about the time. But I was making it about a lot more than that. I thought, I want to do it, but I want to do it like I had some time goals in my mind. I can't remember what they were. And of course, it didn't go <laughs> as planned as a first Iron right. Man probably never is. And, um, but I remember, you know, just trudging along one foot in front of the other. Julie Rastetter had told me, you know, I'm just going to take it one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking when she told me that, I'm going to, take it in one foot in front of the other as fast as I possibly can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But those words came back to me when it when I saw the reality of what the Iron Man was. Right. And it is exactly what I thought about. And I remember too you telling me to dedicate some of those miles to some gratitude. And I, I remember some of those miles on my bike thinking about my kids. And I remember going through kind of their birthdays. And thinking about like what their birthday cake looked like and what their birthday party was like and just kind of that year of their life, you know, just really focusing my mind on that. So that mindset tool helped me. Julie Rassler telling me just one foot in front of the other. That helped me so much. And then finding you and Julie at mile 20 and running those last six with you guys and then crossing the finish line with you guys was so awesome. Yes, it was. That, that was, was so cool. That was my third one that year. Third one that year? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because you were really hitting them, and I was like, man, how? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was a crazy year. That is crazy. I remember we were getting close to the finish line, and there was a whole bunch of people finishing about the same time we were. And I don't know if you remember <clears> this or not, but I was like, come on, let's go. Like, I wanted to cross the finish line, the three of us together, but not in a big clump of other people. Right. I'm like, I want our moment. <laughs> yeah. I want our like, and you know, I forget what they said exactly, but it was, you know, it's like they listed our names and all from Springfield, Ohio, you know, right. and um, it was, it was yeah. just, and I have that picture still of the three of us at the finish line. And it was just a really, yeah. really cool experience. Yeah. Okay. How many have you done now? Six. Six full Ironmans. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hmm. And plans for more in the future? I do. My next goal is 2022, Chattanooga. Chattanooga, yes. People really seem to like Chattanooga. You've done Chattanooga I've done it before. Yeah, it'll be my second one. So the first one I did um, was uh, the first time that actually most of my family actually got to be there and be part of it. And so my goal is to do 2022 as a fundraiser for my daughter's foundation. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? So, Yeah. So um, my uh, youngest daughter Carly passed away in um, two years ago um, from leukemia, mm. and so um, her foundation is called Carly Faye Foundation. And um, kind of crazy, but her number, her volleyball number was two, and her softball number was twenty-two. Oh. And so, um, 
in 2022, which will give me enough time to yeah. kind of get back, back to training again. And um, the race will be the weekend of the anniversary of her death. Okay. It just all is kind of perfect timing. I yeah. just think it just kind of fits. And it was the race that she was at, the oh, race that she got to wow. see me do. So I have pictures of her and I at the oh. start line. And, I think we need to plan a trip things. So, yeah. um, so my goal is to do it as a fundraiser for her foundation mm-hmm. and um, race and, and raise money for oh. for a good cause. And oh, that's so that's, I mean, they're also meaningful, but man, that, that will be yes. powerful. It will mm-hmm. be. It will mm-hmm. be a. It'll be a tough day. Yeah. But, yeah. But um. But it'll be good. Yeah. So. Wow. But you can do tough things, and well, <laughs> you've proved you proved that know, again and again. You know. <laughs> yeah. I think it all started um, with that first race, and um, it's proven to be a, a lifelong learning. So. After my first Ironman, I got a tattoo on my leg. And I remember coming home and telling my kids, I did something I never, I told you I would never do. And I mm-hmm. never wanted you guys to do was get tattoos, but mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. And I and I showed them my tattoo and I said, this has such meaning for me because I did something that I never believed I would have been able to do. Mm-hmm. And I wanted this tattoo because I wanted to remind myself that no matter what happens in my life, Mm-hmm. I can do more things, hard things, than mm-hmm. I ever thought possible, mm-hmm. and that anything is possible mm-hmm. in my life mm-hmm. if I believe in myself that I can do these hard things, and that's been tested in my life, you know. Oh. And so, you know, I made it through the divorce. I thought that was the hardest thing I was ever going to do. Yeah. You know, I made it through these Ironman races, which were very tough physical endurance events. Yeah. And then the loss of my daughter was probably mm-hmm. definitely has been the hardest thing. Absolutely. But, you know, you you can make it through these things if you have the right mindset mm-hmm. and, you know, you choose to pick yourself up and keep moving on and yeah. And realize that life has so much to offer yeah. if you continue to to move on and continue to to work at it. Absolutely, and think of the um, the lessons that you've taught your kids through all this. You know, I mean, probably even Carly when she was going through her treatments and things, just knowing that she has a mom that you know can just conquer anything and I I think I remember feeling kind of you know the mom guilt when my kids were little you know you you work a lot you're not there a lot you know and I I I struggled with that like thinking oh my goodness you know and I I read a book and I can't remember what book it was but it was talking about how what they did this study and they looked at what influences kids to turn out great quote-unquote whatever that means Mm -hmm. right and they looked at like if you read to them, if you take them to museums, if you let them take dance classes, <laughs> they're looking at all these different things. Right. And really the one underlying factor was who you are as a person mm-hmm. and, and what you not, – not what you do to them or take them to or that. It's, it's more what you model, model. to them. Mm-hmm. Right. And look at what you've modeled to your kids. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Yep. So awesome. So thank proud of you. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Oh, I am. And, and you, you really inspired me so much. And, you know, well, and then I know other people have been, yeah. you know, it's just been the, it's like the butterfly effect, you know, it's like 
one person inspires another who inspires another who inspires another and you don't even yeah. know where the reach is right you know i hadn't thought about it till today like dan inspired you i wonder who inspired dan, dan. and i mean it's just a big and right then you got that your speech that you did for that breakfast then kind of got all of us talking about it. Right. And I remember where we jumped from, because I had done duathlons and different stuff over the years, and then we were all like, we all signed up for a half Ironman. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we go from nothing to a half, half Ironman, Ironman, because right. Lisa said we can do it, so <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. And so it was such a, and we have such a great community here. Yeah. We really that do. Too. And we have so many great resources of training and all kinds of fun stuff, so... Yes. Yeah, That's yeah. Dan cool. said Lisa could do it. Then Lisa said Libby and Alex can do it. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. and at some point you have to kind of start believing in yourself, right? Yeah. Like you don't. Right. I mean, um, you know, now looking in, inside yourself and just saying, yeah, bring it. Yeah, I can do right. it. You know, and it's going to be hard. There's going to be moments in that tell you you want to quit because it's it's hard to look that far into the future mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and you know you've got a race a year and a half in the future and it's to, it's you know months and months and months before and it's like well do i want to get on my trainer at football practice and ride you know for 45 minutes yeah. or do i want to just sit here and scroll the facebook feed right yeah do and, i want to work that hard right mm-hmm. and it's it's hard to do that when right. the when yeah. it's so far into the future mm-hmm. but all of those training sessions matter and and then the mindset of race day matters and yeah, the right. nutrition you eat for that year and a half exactly. before matters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's so exciting because our younger son had gotten into triathlon a little bit and then left for the Air Force and was gone for six years. And when he came back last summer, he got back into it a little bit. And so he said, I think I'm ready to take it serious. So he's been back in a pool and Dan was fitting nice. for a bike yesterday and Dan's like, giddy inside (laughs) giddy but it's that butterfly effect Mm -hmm. right of you know he watched us doing it and now he's kind of ready to get back into it and wow you know how exciting it is so you've started the next generation lisa ah 2022 i love that chattanooga you're inspiring me to want to do an iron man again i know i'm like okay i can't even run anymore but well you know that's interesting so dan is Dan's having knee trouble, so he's okay. not running either. Okay. So he's doing, and and we were just talking about this before we started today, is that it's for us, it's it's a lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. And so you know, you don't have to be. It's all perspective. And you know, are you racing them or are you just doing them to have, yeah, the to the do community. the day, to the community, mm-hmm. the friendships, and so. Um, you know, you don't have to run the no, the, the you marathon. Trust you can me, walk you it. Don't have you to you run can them. jog yeah. and walk. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you know wade through the swim. You can you know kick butt on the on the bike, and then yeah. you know still walk the marathon. There's know. plenty of people right. that walk the marathon. Right, are we doing Chattanooga and, 2022? And um, and still <laughs> finish the race. This. Yeah. You know, I mean, it doesn't, you just have to finish it in 17, t- 17 hours. Yeah. Well, so exactly like we're talking about, you know, I was telling Lisa how I talked a whole group into signing up for a 50K, which if you want to, we're doing it in December. Yeah. Of, you know, my mindset is so different of running and racing this to now that I can't run. I'm like, I just want to finish. I just right. love the community of doing things 
things with my friends mm-hmm. and the, that that I love training. I absolutely love to train. Mm-hmm. Race day I usually fall apart, but I love the training just because of that. Mm-hmm. I love the community of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mhm. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. And it's fun. Like I, it got not so fun for me for a while because I put a lot of pressure on myself to perform, perform. Mm -hmm. And um, that it was exciting in some ways because it was a level of, um, I don't know, just proudness in myself Mm -hmm. almost of achieving like, yes, I achieved doing it. Now I can achieve bettering myself. And it was never, ever for me against anyone else it was never about yeah. like what place i would get but it was more like can i pr can i do better than i'd done before right but then at one at some point it got to be a little bit stressful and i've got enough stress in my life i don't want my exercise i want my exercise to be my stress burner exactly. not my stress creator and um you know i so i've kind of gotten out of some of that but doing it now with just a whole new mindset shift of like this is fun i mean this is yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be about a time goal. It can be mm-hmm. just to, to do it. Right. And it's yeah. it's a whole new level of excitement instead of like the dread of like, oh, gosh, I've got this to do today. It's like, yay, I get to go do this today. Exactly. Right. Which makes it so fun again. So right. Yeah. I'll right. tell you, like, as you're telling your story, I'm like so motivated again. I'm thinking, yes, let's go do it with Lisa Chattanooga. You know what holds me back? The fish in the water. Oh, <laughs> So we were watching something recently. Oh my goodness! We okay. So like catfish. Like <laughs> oh my gosh! So Ainsley's little friend from school went on this fishing trip and caught this big catfish, and I saw the picture of it. And um, I mean, it's huge, huge. I mean, it was like I, I want to say it was like forty pounds or something. And um, and Andy was like, you know. Yeah, you know, there's catfish like that. My girls were kind of freaking out. Like, where are these catfish at? And I said, you know where those were? I said, there were catfish like that in Chattanooga when I did the swim in Chattanooga. And he was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, there were. Because I remember doing that swim. I think about the fish. And what I would especially think about it is, you know, remember in Chattanooga when you go under those, like, bridges? Uh-huh. There's those big um, right. concrete so I was swimming along in Chattanooga. Everything's great. And then I noticed I was kind of by myself. There was no people really around me. I mean, there were, but there wasn't anybody real close. And I was coming through one of those. And that's, and I'm thinking to myself, this is where these fish hang out. Oh my not goodness. Not like these fish are going to bother you. But no, it just they're not. That's so out. funny. So I was that's swimming so my little heart out trying to get through those because I yeah. did not want any like fish to rub up against my, like I like when I swim, I know you're the opposite, Alex. I like to have a lot of people around me when I swim because I feel like if there's a lot of people that's just moving everything else around and you yeah. like to be I want to be alone. By no yourself. one touch right. me. Yes. Yeah. If I, if I could have the solo swim, I think I would right. be fine. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing I'm thinking. Chattanooga, it's a fast swim. It is a fast swim. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you got that current going with you. Yeah, Jeez. which is nice. Yeah, and the bike was. I liked the, the bike course. was nice. The bike was nice. The run was hilly, but oh, I didn't. that run was really hilly. Yeah, it I'd was. I'd be walking it anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. We might have to join you, girl. Dan's that, doing yeah. it, too. That'd be awesome. I think he's going to be Sherpa. Ah, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I have to give a shout out. We were we were actually talking about your Dan the other day because we were talking about when everyone did Florida that year that your Dan started yelling at my Dan, hey, you're on really good pace for yes. Kona qualification, so you better buck up. And Dan's like, oh, 
okay. We were talking about that the other day. He yep. goes, you know what? If he hadn't told me that, I probably, who knows what, you yeah. know, I would have done. Yep. Slowed down or maybe walked mm-hmm. a little bit or just done different stuff because that was a whole, yeah. you know, pretty exciting day. Uh-huh. How yes, many it was. Ironmans has Dan done? 16. 16. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's so funny how just small little choices can just change the trajectory of your life. Because talk about this. I think you talked about this when you were at, the, at Seasons that time, like going to your class reunion. So was this your 20-year class reunion that you went to that you saw him at? 25. Okay. okay so you're going to your 25-year class reunion. And like were you – always certain you were going to go to that reunion i had signed up to go mm-hmm. but i actually de- debated i almost didn't mm-hmm. I, yeah I, you know because it was right around that we had been separated for a couple of years but the divorce was final shortly before that and mm-hmm. so i kind of was like eh, i don't know if i'm gonna go mm-hmm. you know just and so last minute i decided yeah i'll go ahead yeah. and go Think about if you wouldn't have. I oh, know. Life would have been completely different. Yeah. Life would be complete. I mean, and it's, isn't that fascinating? That, that that just seems like a very small decision. Like, mm-hmm. eh, does it matter if I go or not? It doesn't matter. But <laughs> that yeah. a huge, well, a impact, huge well, impact on my life. I think about, I still remember that day of you bringing that poster into the fitness hall and what you said. That was 2008. It is 2020. I still remember that 12 years later, you right. bringing that in. Mm-hmm. So that impacted me that day. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just... Right. Yeah. It's just... Those little things. Those, those little, little things. things. They're, they're seemingly... Unim- I mean, it kind of makes you feel like, oh my gosh, every little decision I make is such a huge one. But, um, but a lot of them really are... And, and who knows? You might have found Dan elsewhere, um, you know, and reconnected with him, or you might have been encouraged by somebody else. But, you know, you were meant to be at that reunion. Yes, I was. Well, you you have been a huge ambassador of the sport. Mm -hmm. And I think that just means a lot to the triathlon community and everything else of that we just need more people like you that are just encouraging and setting an Mm -hmm. example and just, you know, yeah, being there. Well, I'm glad I could be. I just, yeah. it's, I think it's exciting to motivate people to just pursue Movement. whatever, mm-hmm. what, yeah, right, yeah. whatever your dreams are, whatever your goals are, yeah. do mm-hmm. something. Yeah. yeah, you know, don't sit idle and say, "I wish I could do something," or right. "I wish yeah. I could do that," or "I wish I could," you know, you if could, it's something not? you can, why, why can't you? It's yeah. that action step, it's, and, it, it's, and it's it so is. funny. And it was just, I was reading about that yesterday when we were talking about the goals of, you know, you talking about the five k, and that's a lot of times what you have to do. Find that concrete thing, and you work backwards. Right. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of this, I want to. Well, sign up, right. pay for it, and mm-hmm. then do it. Do it. Right. So, <laughs> my grandpa used to say, "You can want in one hand, and you can <laughs> <laughs> yes, wrap in the other yeah. one, and let's see which one gets full faster." Right? Is what he yeah. used to say. But it's just yeah. about like, let's not want, let's do. Do. Let's yeah, do. Let's it. do. So if you had one takeaway for our listeners today, I mean, you've given a lot yeah. of them. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. If there's one thing you wanted to leave them with today, what would what would it be? Oh, gosh, I, I think, and it's probably uh, something that I've learned not only just from, from my Ironman experience, but from my life experiences, is that life is too short not... Mm-hmm to decide to do things Mm -hmm. you know you have to don't don't settle for where you're at Mm -hmm. and quit dreaming Mm -hmm. 
right? You know, like we just said, you got to do. So keep keep dreaming, keep looking for things to do, and then do them. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. you, you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so many things out there to do. It right. doesn't have to be Iron Man. It right. yeah. doesn't have to be running. But there are so many things out there to do. Yeah, pick one. Pick one. Yeah. Pick something new and exciting to do. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just have to decide and make yeah. it happen. Yeah. Right. You can. Exactly. You can. You can do it. You, yeah. Absolutely. You really can. Yeah. You really, really can. Yeah. Absolutely. There's nothing special about like any of you us. Know, any no. of us, right? Yeah. Like you just, no. you just decided. I was just a 40 year old mom. Yeah. Single mom. Yeah. And I, I'm now an Ironman triathlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I mean, six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. and you, you can, you yeah. can be, you can do, just yeah. do it. Just do it. What about you, Alex? Take away from today. I think it's just going back to that. I think so much about the triathlon community and how much it brings you in your life and just allow yourself to become something. Mm-hmm. Allow yourself that opportunity to discover mm-hmm. who you could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when you don't give that chance, you have no idea right. of what you're you're able to accomplish. And, and I know for me that day that... You know, my Ironman was three hours slower than I expected and I trained for and the time that I put in. But my goodness, the memories and mm-hmm. what I learned about myself, so much better than any PR that I ever could have had that right. day. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. I love how the little the logo slogan for Iron Man is anything is possible. Yes. Because yeah. it's truly it, it truly is. You know, it really it's just one foot in yeah. front of the other, like Julie had said. Oh. And um, I think. I also like to look at where do you want to be in the future? So I I often look at myself like a year from now Mm -hmm. and where do I, who do I want to be and where do I, what do I want to be doing one year from now? And, and um, I think that is just a really great way to future focus instead of looking at the past to define what you can do. Look at the future. Your past is like, like you were not an athlete. You're a single mom. You know, you've you've got you can't run, you can't swim. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. So if you let the past define what you are capable of, you'd still be sitting on the couch, you right. know? But instead yeah. you said, That's who Lisa was. But let's not look at her. Let's look at who Lisa is becoming. Right. And let's let's look to the future. Mm-hmm. And yes. anybody can do that. Yes. But thank you so much for inspiring yeah. us all. Do you want to um, say anything more about Carly's Foundation? If anyone wants more information about that, how would they um, uh, look definitely. at Definitely. Um, so it's carlyfayfoundation.org. Okay. And it's our website. And we can also find us on Facebook, okay. um, Carly Fay Foundation. So we have um, two big programs. We're doing scholarships. And then we also are getting ready to launch our new program called GLOW, Girls Lifting Others, which is a um, program that we're going to have in the children's hospitals to do um, makeovers and photo shoots for girls that are battling cancer. And that was actually Carly's program. program that she started before she was even diagnosed with cancer herself. Um, So that is a program that she um, developed and started, and we're just kind of carrying that in and um, kind of expanded it and made it grow. But that's, that was her, her brainchild that she started. Oh, that is um, so so, cool. um, We're going to hopefully get that up and going here as soon as Corona is uh, 
is, yeah. is over and I can get back in the hospitals. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. Oh, that is, that is awesome. I'll definitely check that out because what yeah. an amazing cause. So. That is. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you so yeah. much, Lisa, for being here today. We really oh. appreciate it. Thank and you for having me. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah, and this has been wonderful. Yeah, we'll be back, I, I guess, um, in two weeks talking about nutrition. nutrition. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to talk more about nutrition yeah. next time. So thanks, everybody, thank and have you. a great day. Thank you. Lisa, thanks. <laughs> thank you for listening to the PRing Life podcast. If you are interested in learning more or would like to work with us, head on over to our website, www.northsidefunctionalmedicine.com. See you next time.